You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. It is a Teaching Tuesday, and what does that mean? It is time to unpack our Biblical Worldview Question of the Week with Nancy Fitzgerald of AnchorsAway.org, Worldview Ministries. AnchorsAway.org is the place where you're going to go to find out more about the biblical worldview. Get yourself some training. If you know a young person in your life, high school, college age, you're going to want to point them in this direction. But you know what? For you... No matter what age we are, we all benefit, and that's why we're here chatting with Nancy. Good morning to you, Nancy. Thank you so much for getting together with us again this week. Oh, it's so much fun. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Nancy. You know, Nancy, (laughs) as I look toward Christmas, uh, your question is just so appropriate, because, uh, you know, the, the thing about my own salvation, right, was am I worthy, right? Uh, yep. How could God choose me to reveal himself in his word and the truth about who I am in his word? What a gift that is. But why? Why me? And I think that that's probably the same question that, that you know, a young teenage girl named Mary was asking. She's going, why me? Why me? Of all the people, why me? Why did God choose Mary? Yes, and you know it's a it's a wonderful way to open the door to the Christmas season. Really, yeah. I mean that's the question: Why me? I'm sure Mary asked that too, for crying out loud. You know, she was engaged, and most girls that time, when they're 13 to 15 year old, is is how old Mary was at this point. I mean, really, she was planning to get married. Yeah, and you can imagine. Uh, what that was like, and so, of course, at the at the after being engaged for one year, then they get married and consummate their marriage. So here she is, you know, a young girl, um, just dreaming about being married, and all of a sudden, you know, her life changes dramatically. But uh, you know, the question is, why did God choose Mary? Uh, as you said earlier, why did God choose any of us? But uh, clearly, there was some things about Mary uh, that made her the apple of God's eye here, uh, one that was highly favored. What was it about Mary? And I think it's an intriguing question. The answer is really only God knows why he chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus. But uh, there there are many things we know about Mary that would make her the perfect choice. There was nothing random about it. God does nothing random. Uh, He makes no random choices. They're all grounded in truth uh, with purpose, unlike us. Uh, But he had Mary in his mind before the creation of the world. And we need to understand God is outside of time. He was never created. He just always was. But he had Mary on his mind forever. And after mankind had sinned uh, in Genesis 3, God created mankind, they sinned. God immediately promised to send a Savior that would come through a woman. And 
check this out, Genesis 3.15, and I will put enmity, which is strife, which is, enmity is, is that kind of thing, between you, Satan, and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. And that's the first picture we get that not only will, will from this woman will come a savior, uh, Jesus, but also we see this strife, this, this world where it's a battle between righteousness and evil, between God and Satan. It's really interesting. And we see this through the Old Testament, through prophecies. Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, God with us. And then the time comes in Luke 1, and, and I just, I, I love this. It's, it's so remarkable, and the response of Mary is absolutely delightful, and I'm sure God um, was so pleased with her response as the angel went to her in Luke 1 and said, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled by his word and wonder what kind of greeting this must be. Can you, ima- can you imagine just an angel appearing, Gabriel? But the oh, angel said to her, <laughs> no kidding, no kidding, out of wherever. Uh, but God said to her, don't, or the angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. Uh, you found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Uh, again, this idea of God not only selecting Mary, but making sure that his name is Jesus, meaning the Savior. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. You can imagine at this point, Mary is saying, now, how, how would this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Isn't that an amazing thing right there out of Luke well, Nancy, uh, you know, as we continue on, um, this there's got to be more to this story. What do you think, Eric? What does history indicate that we might surmise about Mary? Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything is in alignment. First of all, she was an ordinary girl. Ordinary means simple. She wasn't the high, she was more of an outlier. She was not the highlight of, of her community. She was, a, she was 13 to 15, a, t- a teenager that we now call this age. But not only that, I mean, historically, uh, she was, she, her lineage was from the tribe of Judah. And we're told in scripture that the Savior will come through the tribe of Judah, which was from Abraham 
and then through David, and then through them, the Messiah. So in, in actuality, from historical perspective, she she did have the lineage. Her father was from the tribe of, of Judah. So, so Mary actually had the proper lineage there. But I think... I, I, and that was obviously important because it fit with, with the prophecy of Scripture. But I think what grabbed God's heart about Mary was she was obedient and she was c- courageous in how she lived out her faith. She was humble of heart and she was a virgin. And, you know, this doesn't usually get talked about in, in, uh, much of any place, but I wanted to bring it up today because it was extremely important to God. The conception of his son must be made by the Holy Spirit with a woman, uh, with a woman a man has never known. Uh, there's, there's a holiness of God, a purity of God uh, that Mary could sustain by her obedience of, of leading a pure life. Um, in anticipation of getting married, but God, of course, uh, interceded here. And Mary became pregnant, and she was pledged to be married to Joseph. Uh, I don't know how you guys, uh, Eric and Steve, feel about this, but when he learned of his pregnancy, knowing that it could not possibly be from him, he thought that, that you know, uh, this must have been by someone else, and therefore he he wanted to divorce uh, uh, Mary for yeah. her infidelity. Yeah. And, and, you know, just like God interceded by sending an angel to speak directly to Joseph. And I think this is so uh, important for us to realize that when God orchestrates, it might, it, it usually is so out of the box uh, it's not ordinary to us, but yet he had everything covered. And we read in Matthew 1, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. See, here he received all this prophecy coming to fruition. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, meaning he honored her, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall concede, conceive a son, and they shall call him his name Emmanuel, God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, uh, as did the angel of the Lord command him, and he took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. You know, there it is. And it's such a beautiful story. I was reading some of Jeremiah's writings, a a blog that he was writing on this. And I just want to share this because it just, Steve, it's just, it's, it's what you were talking about. Uh, How do we bring ourselves into this story? What, what does this have to do with me, his selection of Mary? And the, and the answer is that it has everything. 
he says this, uh, Mary was favored by God for a task that would finally allow each of us to be favored. Check that out. Allow each of us to be favored. Gabriel said, the Lord is with you. And as a result, the Lord is with all of us. In that way, God sent the ultimate Christmas gift, not just to Mary, but to us. And it was Mary who delivered the package. Mm -hmm. When God chose her to be the mother of Jesus, her only observable qualifications were traits like humility, obedience, courage, faith, and moral purity. Such qualities are often overlooked or even belittled by society, but they equipped Mary for God's service. And, you know, I think that's a checklist that all of us need to go back and look at. Uh, Do I have a heart of humility? Yeah. Am I obedient even to the point of pain and suffering? You know, uh, do I have courage to go against the tide, you know, to go against society and what they are telling me, to be pushed out and not included in groups? Do I have that courage? Do I have that faith when things crash in on me? And do I have the moral purity that God calls us to have? And there they go. And, And because Mary was so obedient, she dared do this. And by the way, her being pregnant um, before she got married would automatically, in the Jewish culture, she would be discarded. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there are no midwives with her for that birth, I guarantee you. This is something she would have to do herself because uh, she had viol- violated Jewish law. So this goes deep uh, in, in into everything, but she did it, and she was rejected. She did it. Because uh, she loved her Lord and she knew how much he loved her. Yeah. And I, I, I think when we're going through tough times, you know, this is God's call to us. For some reason, he's going to use this to his glory. And she knew it. I, she just knew it. Well, you know, this gives hope to us because there are things that we we look at, right? That humility, the obedience, the courage, the faith, those things— the purity that was there. We strive for those things. We we endure and we persevere toward those things. But those are also things that we often, we really shortchange ourselves. And we say, you know, this couldn't possibly me. God, you're asking me to do something. And it might be even just as something as simple as prepare a meal for a neighbor or help somebody else. It's not to carry you know, the Savior in your womb. It's simple yeah. things that God asks of us, and we go, I don't know if I can do that. Well, if Mary could do this, there is hope for us, yeah. right? So yeah. God handpicked her for that very reason, those qualities. That gives us hope for everybody else. Talk about that a little bit. Well, it really does give us hope, and I think so many of us say, no, I'm just unworthy. And it's that self-deprecation, you know, oh, poor me. I am just not worthy. And therefore, I'm excusing myself from God's service. And God said, no, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm well aware all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And by the way, that's why it came, because the penalty for sin is death. You know, it's right there. It is the gospel. 
And this is, it, and it's so important that we understand that although Mary was an amazing young woman, the mother of Jesus, she was also a sinner in need of a savior. And, and this is the thing that so many people overlook. Oh, she was just perfect. She now, oh no, she did sin. And, and God sent his son into the world uh, so that those uh, who believe would be given a gift of eternal life in God when, when we die and go to heaven. She was one of those. And one can only imagine her thoughts as she appeared to, uh, to give birth to raise God's son, Jesus, whom she would someday follow in worship as her Savior. Can you imagine? Mm. And we see in Luke 1, uh, those of you uh, who, who are questioning whether I'm, what I'm saying is true or not, go to Luke 1, 46 through 50. It's Mary's song of praise. Listen to this, the, the my, Magnificat. Uh, and it starts with this. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. You know, this whole idea that he has done a money work in her, yes, he is, and she rejoices in God, my Savior. Those are words from Mary herself. So Mary knew that this child that she was carrying would someday be her Savior. I keep thinking in my mind right now, you know, Mary, did you know? And the answer is Mary knew a lot more than mm. than we would think because God, when God calls, he gives us this amazing insight uh, as, to, as to what our job is. She knew what her job was and she was going to do it well to carry this baby. But uh, just imagine giving birth to the Savior um, of the world. I, I can't even begin to imagine how she felt about this. Mm -hmm. Well, Nancy, after all that we've learned about Mary today, why did God choose Mary? Yeah, you know, um, when we study the person of Mary, we begin to get a glimpse of why he did choose her to have her receive the honor of being the Savior's mother. And I think for all of us today, we're going through hard times. This is not an easy season, really, for any of us. Uh, you know, difficult people in our lives, um, getting family together, lots to do. Um, we get distracted. And Mary did not get distracted as to the, the, her, the upcoming birth, the celebration. But I think the most telling sign of Mary's response to Gabriel is one we need to really take hold of. It's the hook. It's the hook that God wants us to see in this story. And in Luke one thirty-eight, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. So she was essentially saying to the angel's response to God, let it be according to to your word. Let it be according to what you call me to do, God. Let it be. Uh, bring it on. 
essentially, because I know you, God, I, I know you love me. And if this brings you glory, you know, then I will do it no matter what. And the question is, I think we have to ask us, what about God? Us. God wants to use all of us. And this is the thing. And Steve, you mentioned it earlier. All of us are being called to do even the simple things. But we're called in unique ways. And we might just blow it off saying, I don't need to go next door and check on my neighbor. You know, uh, I don't need to do these things or, or, or things that involve more pe- people, but all of the little and the bigger things uh, further his kingdom. And he often asks us to do the difficult things that require sacrifice, personal sacrifice and perseverance. Because when the almighty God calls us to an assignment beyond our understanding, which is most of the time, might we have the courage to respond as Mary did. Let it be according to your word. And when God tells us to hang in there, fight for it, to be patient, to continue loving the unlovable, which is impossible from our human perspective, you know, invite the Holy Spirit in to to teach us how to love and how to live in a world that's frightfully broken. And I'm just saying, you know, Steve and Eric, I've thought so much about this this week because it's the little things. It's a smile to somebody that is hurting. It's a hug. It's a moment to listen and ask somebody, tell me about how you're feeling today. Yeah. Well, when we're busy, you know, and we just don't really have time. Tell me how you're feeling. And then all of a sudden your heart breaks. And it, 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 we can make such a difference in the little things, you know, that, that God calls us to do. So... Well, and so often those little things translate into big things. You know, God can yes. do anything. Our smallest act of obedience to him opens up everything to him. He can do incredible things. Uh, all we need to do is say yes. And clearly, Mary, as a mom, succeeded 100% because where she says, you know, let it be according to your word, she was trusting God, and then we move immediately. We go 33 years into the future, and we see Jesus, her son, on his face in the garden saying, you know what, not my will, but yours. And that becomes the picture of ultimate obedience to give his life. And so that is the gift that we're talking about, and that is what the entire Christmas story is about. It is not about anything but the sacrifice of Christ for each one of us. Mary, this yeah. is, I just think of like all of what Mary did and how that really yeah. just lays that foundation. Uh, and we see it repeated in different facets through people's lives, but the ultimate oh, yeah. in, in Christ himself. This has been yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you, Steve, and have a blessed week, Eric. Um, <laughs> Thank keep you. Keep doing your keep, keep going. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you. For have sure. a great week too. <laughs> Look at him; he's pressing right. on. He's pressing on. If you <laughs> want to find out more about Anchors Away, go to anchorsaway.org on the web. You can find all the information there. If you can't remember that or spell it, go to kellyandsteve.org. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.